Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 80. On today's episode, we're looking at decluttering holiday decor. But don't worry, I have some tips that will make this the easiest decluttering of the year. So if you've already decorated your home for the season, or even if you're still dreading getting out those boxes, listen up, because after implementing these tips today, your holiday decor is going to be a whole lot easier to put away this year. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and I am excited you are joining me today. We're still in the throes of the holiday season, and today I want to focus on your holiday decor. This is a tricky subject for a lot of my listeners. It's a fine line between wanting to have a festive home that you love and where your friends and family feel welcome and keeping the decor and knickknacks to a reasonable level. And we all know that the holidays are about much more than just the presents under the tree, the decorations we put up in our home, and the lights we hang outside. Of course, it's about sharing laughter and love, and I'm going to add yummy food to that list with the special people in your life but I also enjoy showing my holiday spirit through decor. So I want to take a minute to help you with a few tips on not only how to declutter your holiday decor, but with how to make your home still feel festive, even if you have less of it. And quickly, before we jump into it, remember that you can pick up the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com slash 80. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 80. There you will find a link to any resource I discussed today, as well as access to my simple holiday planner and workbook, which is part of my home systems power pack. Not only will the simple holiday planner help you stay organized and sane this holiday season, it's filled with a gratitude challenge, tips for decluttering, and checklists to help get you through the busiest time of the year. I think you'll really like it, so be sure to check it out. Again, you can find that at littlegreenbow.com 80. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive in and talk about our holiday decor. So first, I promised that we would talk about how to declutter your decor and how I would make this the easiest one ever, right? I mean, and that's the goal. It's to make it easy. Now, the best part is that if you are listening to this when it comes out or shortly thereafter, now is the best time to declutter because your decor items are already on your mind. They may already be out in your house. So if they're not, or even if they are, I want you to get out your boxes of decor and I want you to decorate your home to your heart's content. I want it to be exactly how you want it to be with the items you have on hand. I want you to resist going out to buy new stuff. We'll talk about that in a bit. 
but I want you to put up any and every decoration that you have and that you love. Like, you, like I said, get it looking how you want it to. Try not to buy anything new because I'm sure there are plenty of items that you already own that will make your home look amazing. And then once you have it set up how you want it to look, that's when we're going to declutter. I want you to take a look at whatever is left over. Now, this is the stuff that you get to declutter and let go of. It didn't make the cut. You didn't put it up in your house. It's not the thing that you love the most. So it should be pretty easy to let go of. Now, remember, it wasn't special enough to put it on display. So that means it's not worth storing either. Now, if you hesitated when I said that and you thought, oh, but I don't want to get rid of that thing. Well, then see if there's a different decor item that you can switch out for the one that's in the box. Or I want you to take a moment and process why, you, to like think about why are you struggling to let go of that item? Are there memories that you want to keep? Is that why that item is special? Well, can you take a photo of it to remember the item instead? Is there something else that sparks that same memory that you already have up in your home? And so this one, you don't really need to keep because even when you put that other thing out, you will feel better and you'll still remember that thing or that time or that person. Is there a way that you can repurpose the item that you don't want to get rid of, that it can be used for a different purpose? Or can you make it something that fits with your current decor? Maybe the color is off or something is you know, not quite right and that's why you didn't put it out. Can you fix it or tweak it somehow so it does fit in? Is there someone else who would like this item? It's a, if it's a family piece, is there someone else in your family who would like to have it? Or is there a friend that maybe collects the kinds of items that it is? Maybe it's a, you know, a teddy bear or a moose or something and they have a collection of that. Again, don't pawn our stuff off on someone else, but if it's a nice piece and you think that they would really enjoy having it, then that's a win-win. The truth is you are going to have to make a decision. But packing away it away in a box to sit in your garage, your basement, or your attic year after year, that is not the best solution. It is time to free up your mind and let go of the guilt. So it either goes on display and is something that you love, or it goes out of your house. You don't need to have it sit on a shelf year after year and have it cause you guilt. Okay, so... Now you are ready to enjoy a beautifully decorated home and feel the weight of all that extra decor lifted off your shoulders. And it wasn't even that hard because you've already made the decision when you put the things out in your house about the things you love. So you'll look around your home and you'll know that you love all of the items that you kept and that these are the ones that you find the most special. And at the end of the season, as you are putting things away in these freshly cleared out boxes and bins, you get to evaluate if you want to keep them again. Now, it's okay if you put something out as decor this year, but now you're having second thoughts. Sometimes we just needed one last moment with something in order to be able to let it go. So if that's the case, pop it in your donation box and drop it off at the donation center on your next errand day. It's okay. Just let it go at that point. Don't overthink it. This is the same process I actually used in my own home last year, and it worked incredibly well. So this year, I was able to use all of the decor that we had tucked away, and I absolutely love knowing that everything we have is being used. I grew up in a home that collected Hallmark ornaments. Like, we used to go to Hallmark ornament conventions, collect ornaments. Like, yeah, a little intense. And when my parents moved out of my childhood home, 
I was the reluctant recipient of four bins of ornaments. So my husband also had some because he would get an, or an ornament every year, but thankfully they only took half a bin or so. So last year, in an attempt to get things under control, I had my daughter pick out her favorites. My husband and I had also selected our favorite ornaments with the goal to get down to two decor bins, which also keep our tree skirt that I made when my daughter was born, hand embroidered stockings that my mom made each of us, and some holiday books that we read every year when they come out. Now, I am happy to say that we reached our goal. We went from having over four large plastic bins of just ornaments, so plus another bin with all the other stuff, to only having two bins that hold all of our holiday decor. Now, for some, that might not be minimalist. And for others, it might be too minimalist. But for my family, it's enough for us to feel festive, but not overwhelmed. And that is my wish for you, too. Okay, so now that you know how I decluttered the holiday decor in my home, I want to help you maximize your decor in a way that you can minimize your storage needs. So if you don't want to have other, like these plastic ornaments, yes, Hallmark are plastic ornaments, and someday I would like to get rid of them. Um, but for the time being, while my daughter is still a child, I am keeping them around so that we can have some of this holiday spirit. But there are lots of ways to have holiday spirit without having to go out and buy it. So one of my favorite ways to do this is to use compostable decor from nature. Now, some of these things, of course, you will have to buy, um, but if you live somewhere where there, these are in abundance, then fantastic. But things that are compostable, they're things like evergreen branches, poinsettia plants, cinnamon sticks, popcorn, dried oranges, cranberries, and pine cones. The beauty of using decor like this is that at the end of the season, these items get to be returned to the earth. Now that's either through composting or um, recycling or popping them out in your backyard. I mean, if you live on land, you can just let it decompose out in the elements. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast 
for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. So there are options there that you're not at contributing to the landfill every year. Now, you can also DIY some things to decorate your home. Now, I love making gingerbread houses with my daughter, and it's a great way to use up any Halloween candy that's still hanging around. We unpack it all from the wrappers, and we use it to decorate the house. And now it's not going to be eaten because it's stale by the time we get to it. So it's a win-win. We get rid of some of that candy. We have decorations around our home. And then at the end of the year, I don't feel so bad because it can be composted. Now, other DIY options that are good for kids are things like making paper chains or paper snowflakes. Both can be recycled. Salt dough ornaments are another great idea of things to make with children. Now, these can last for years so that you can keep them and put them up every year. Like if you want to do one of your child's handprint or maybe their footprint or a pet's paw print, these are really cute. Or you can just have fun making new ones every year and just come up with different options and you don't have to even keep them. You can just put them on the tree for one year and then compost them at the end. So that's pretty easy too. Now, of course, it takes time to make new decorations every year, but gathering those materials, making simple ornaments, putting these decorations around your home, well, that is an act of meditation and appreciation, and it can help us slow down during one of the busiest times of the year. So this act of creation in and of itself can be the tradition that actually lives on in your memories instead of all those physical things and those ornaments that you bring out every year. So another way to decorate without needing to store items is to display holiday cards as you receive them. Now, I absolutely love looking at these cards that we receive throughout the season. I love looking at the different designs, and I love reflecting on the friendships and the special people in my life. The trick is to let the cards go at the end of the season. Go ahead and discard them. I know that sounds really bad. And if you're my friend, please don't stop sending me a card just because you know I'm not going to hold on to it year after year. I really do appreciate getting it and looking at it and, you know, reflecting on our friendship. So please still send me the cards. Um, but I want you to take pictures of the special ones. And those are going to be any with an inscription or a nice note or any of those with photos that you want to remember. So photo cards are really popular. And I like to take a picture of the photo card or scan them. And then I still have access to it and I can watch the kids grow up over the years, but I don't need it to take up space in my garage or in my storage bins or any of those kinds of things. So let yourself get rid of those cards. Keep the, you know, take a picture of any that are really special so that you still have them around, but you don't have to hold on to the physical thing in order to keep it. And finally, go ahead and decorate with items that can serve more than one purpose. 
Now, things that are red can work for Christmas, Valentine's Day, Memorial Day, 4th of July, and Labor Day. Silver and gold can work for Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, 4th of July, and maybe even Thanksgiving. Now, when you bring anything into your home, before you bring it in, think about if it can do double duty. So try to avoid things that have a lot of festive decor. So try to avoid things with the Christmas trees on them or with the snowflakes or, you know, things like that. Try to get somewhat plain pieces so that you can use them and mix and match them throughout the year with different things. And then it can make your home festive for more than one season. I really like using pillow covers as well. These are great because they don't take up much space, just the cover in and of itself. And you can just put it on top of a different pillow form. So you can switch them out for every season. They fold up really small and they're just great to have on hand because it makes a big difference when you have a neutral couch and then you can pop a you know pop of color on there um, for the holidays. And it really does make the room feel different and festive and it doesn't take up much space. You can also use this concept to paint existing decor pieces to be more universal. So you can look at wood pieces, frames, vases. Those are all perfect candidates for an easy makeover that then if you took something that was maybe a little more holiday specific and you painted it white per se or red or something like that, it can be used for many different holidays throughout the year. So the idea here is to think creatively, be open to new ideas, and just have a little bit of a discerning eye with what you have in your house. And then also give yourself the grace and the ability to not have to be perfect and not have to try to keep up with the Joneses. Don't try to have the crazy light displays. Um, just be happy with having a, you know, a festive, cozy home and a vibe in your house that just makes you and your family happy and light up. And it doesn't have to be anything that impresses anybody else. And it doesn't have to be anything that is over the top. If you only want a small little representation of a tree, fantastic. If you want to have a fresh tree in your house, fantastic. If you're like me and you have a tiny fake tree that fit in your teeny tiny Chicago apartment and now you're happy with having a tiny tree, then fantastic. The idea is just take a moment to appreciate this season and that is what the decor can help you do. And now it is your turn. How do you decorate for the holidays? Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook or tag me on Instagram and let me know. I'm little.green.bow on Instagram or you can use the hashtag Wannabe Minimalist Family. So tell me if this episode was helpful and if it has you looking at your decor in new ways. I'm excited to hear from you and offer encouragement on your journey toward less stuff and the happy, vibrant life that you and your family deserve. And don't forget to pick up all of the show notes for today at littlegreenbow.com 80. There you will find links to that simple holiday planner and workbook, which includes decluttering tips and checklists for making the holidays easier. It's all on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 80. And I'm also going to make sure that I link to some just resources for uh, how to make some of these really fun holiday decor pieces that you can DIY them. And there's so much out there, but I'll link to some of my favorites so that you can see what I've used for inspiration in the past. And that just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I do want to take a minute to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. 
I do appreciate that you choose to spend your time with me, and I hope that the information I provide is helpful, insightful, educational, entertaining, and actionable. And if you enjoyed today's episode and haven't done so already, please take a moment to leave a review. Not only is it nice to hear how the show is helping others, it's one of the best ways to help others out there find us and just understand what we mean by minimalism or trying to live a better, more intentional life. And it also helps me know what you find most helpful. So let me know what you want to hear about. Tell me what you've liked so far or any other tips you're interested in learning. And that way I can work it into the show because really this show is all for you. So that is it. I will catch you here next week when we will have another guest on our show. We will be talking to Jeannie Stith about finding your right color. Now it might have you excited about decluttering your closet. I know that's a long shot, but I promise it was a really great episode. I had a lot of fun talking to her and I know you will not want to miss it. So cheers. I'll see you here next week. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.